Hello and welcome to Jerry Anderson, Heroes and Villains. Stay on this channel. This is an emergency. Each episode, we'll choose at random a story from an Anderson show ranging from Fireball XL5 to Terrorhawks. I think this frequency should be put on priority monitoring. We'll then look at the hero and villain of the tale, discuss any behind the scenes, actor information, and I'm sure numerous tallies. Shadow control to all stations. We have a red alert. Repeat, condition is red. And at the end, crucially, we're going to vote for them. Stand by for action. Well, this time, uh, Joe goes up in a rocket, gets a couple of blokes off a space station, comes back. The end. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I, every time we come back to Joe 90, I'm always sort of surprised by how slight a series it is. And this one, I think, of all the ones we've watched, this one is like the, the most... Huh? Huh? There's nothing to it, is there? And there's, and I've realised what I don't like about Joe Knightley, other than Joe Knightley himself, is there's no um, intention in it. It's like this one, it's about a rocket launch, a race against time, saving astronauts, a rocket crash, and all the way through it's like, it's, everyone treats it as if it's uh, a Sunday drive out. Yeah, because I was yeah. figuring as the as it starts that we would have the mystery of why these rockets keep going wrong to solve, yeah. and some shenanigans to get the brain print. Like last time we were with Joe Knight, yeah. where we had fearless fearless yeah. Foley. We've got none of that this time, um, and I, I've come to a conclusion that um, that Mac is the worst parent in history, because ju- a, a rocket is a rocket has just crashed killed an astronaut and they say we're going to send joe up and he's like yeah all right whatever yeah yeah it's just i I was expecting like an argument from mac you know nothing he couldn't care less um and this could have been so much better they they there's so much filler in this and they could have had it where like where's the foreign agent i mean the whole point of of win to start with was was that um uh they were saying we're fighting these vague Eastern Alliance agents. Imagine if this had have been that it hadn't just been a random rocket crash and it hadn't have been that you could have had a, 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 an agent sabotages it. And Joe and that don't know. And it's like, oh, my God, he's going to sabotage. You could have had so much tension in it. That, not a sausage. Well, just, you know, just I've, run I've, of the mill. Yeah, I've just watched this after... Um, watching the first few episodes of Ambassadors of Death yes, for our Doctor Who thing. Similar, right? And that's full of, you know, yeah. spies and who yeah. can you trust and stuff like that. They they could have stuck something. It's very, very slight, this story. Yeah, it's it's so vanilla. It's unbelievable. I don't know when this was in the run. I don't think it was that far along, was it? But it's, well, like, it's like they've given up already. Well, this is uh, 13th in production. 13th, right. But only the second ever shown. You oh, know, right. last time you said, "Oh, yeah, most special national." The first one was called blah blah. Yeah, I think they just clumped the two together like because that for that. that reason. Yeah, that, I mean that would make it even more jarring because literally you go from an episode where half of the episode is Mac arguing about it's too dangerous for Joe to yeah right. <laughs> yeah, that space station is far more important than even OCT suspect. WIN commissioned its construction, and when completed, 
It will form the hub of our new orbital radar system. I see. Okay, Chief, how do we tackle it? Sam, go to the OCT base and get another rocket ready on the launch pad as fast as possible. Right. Professor, take Joe and get the brain pattern of Charles Drayton. He's in Brentwell Hospital. One of the injured astronauts? Correct. It'll be just great, Uncle Sam. I've always dreamt of traveling in space. This will be more than a joyride, Joe. The lives of two men will depend on you. Right. What I find very odd, because, you know, I, I barely know the Joe Nighty show, but I do know the UFO show, is when this starts, we have UFO music. That, that, that pulsing yeah. thing music, I thought was created for UFO, but it's not. It's already here in yes. Joe 90, where we have this establishing shot of this satellite. Yeah, I, I found that with Space 1999. Now we're watching Thunderbirds. There's so much of the Space 1999 music is just stock Thunderbirds music. And it's like, oh, okay, that's weird. Yeah, it's just the same with this. It was, it's, again, even the music is very vanilla, isn't it, and bland. and yeah. That yeah. satellite is very bland. It's far too clunky. Yeah. It's not a, your usual Century 21 sort of design. No, it's, it, it's a shoebox in space. Yeah, I, I was noticing on this as well because I, I thought about that with the satellite. satellite. I thought, that's a weird. Where, where's this coming from? And it's, it's used several times, isn't it, in different... It's used in Captain Scarlet. And, a, and in, in one of them, it's used as a puppet-sized model. Mm. Like, a, you know, they, they've got a display piece. And in one of... I think in, in UFO, it's used as a... Uh, uh, a human-sized tool, but yeah, it's very, very strange satellite. Um, mm. I don't, I don't quite know what what the satellite's doing. We find out that that it's a wind satellite. Yeah. But what are they watching out for? I'm not sure. That eastern lot, yeah. I suppose. Eastern lot, and I, I do think it's weird that there's absolutely no uh, margin of error on delivering oxygen to them. No, it's like I uh, know uh, we're we're two days late with the uh, the shipment. They'll they'll suffocate. Well, perhaps you should have had a built-in sort of safety margin there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I chose this because I figured we'd have nice model work, and we certainly yeah. do. The, the the lovely rocket on the silo uh, yes. shot. That's really nice. Yeah, um, the, the rocket's good. The takeoff's good. I mean, you said about. Um, ambassadors of death have you got to the point where there's a rocket launch in it and we no. see it it's like can we compare compare and contrast the two when you get to it all right so uh, yeah the rocket bear that in mind. is very nice i like the way i mean it is the future of course you've only got two yeah. people in the control yeah. room yeah two yeah. two people in the control room two astronauts on the in the satellite um one of them scott tracy as well isn't it that's so it is oh, good old shane rimmer there yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it takes off, but malfunctions. They they try to remotely eject the astronaut, but can't. Yeah. It's going to come down in a residu residential area. So they blow it up. Yeah. They kill the astronaut. They kill the astronaut. And then the bits land on the house that the other astronaut's in. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> this is this is so weird that for a a, a throwaway kids show they kill the astronaut. There's so many other things they could have done to not have him die. Yeah. You know, have have the uh have the foreign agents poison him. He's too ill to go up. Cuz cuz it's such a jarring thing when they kill him. He, they blow him up. He dies in that crash. And then they just go to uh Joe, yeah, we we'll send you up now. And it's not, yeah. 
right. yeah because we we find out the one that the guy dies doing is the second attempt to try and yes. rescue him but he didn't need to die um he no. could have ejected. They, the, 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 the plot still is the same. We've got to rescue the two guys from the satellite. That yeah, guy's death serves no purpose. He ejects and on landing breaks his legs. He can't go up. Then you've got a lovely scene of them visiting him in hospital. Hello, Mr. Astronaut. I'm a real fan of yours and I thought I'd come and see you. Can my dad take a picture of your head? You could have had a great scene in that. Yeah. A little bit of comedy, a little bit of character. Nah, I'd kill him. He's dead. Yeah, and it is like oh Joe's going to go, and Joe's oh I always yeah. wanted to go into space. Um, yeah, there's no like I say, it's it's almost as if it's they're talking about you know going on. Joe wants to go to the local market on a Sunday. Okay, I've always wanted to go to the market. Why is Mac just? He could, it's like he couldn't get less now. Yeah, and are we going to have? Because this is irritating. Are we going to have every time this comedy? Where somebody questions, like we've got it here, the, uh, yeah, the Shane yeah. Weston, yeah, the size, four foot four. You four foot four, four foot four. Are we going to have this a lot? Do you think? I reckon so. I think we're constantly going to have the. Wah, 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 he's a young lad because that's literally the the hot, the only point of this show, isn't it? Mm. But it's immaterial. It's not like it's Joe doing it. He doesn't retain this information. In fact, by the end of it, I think they've wiped Joe's brain, haven't they? Because he's like a lobotomized imbecile. It's like, does Joe even still exist? But yeah, they this comedy scene with the spacesuit—it's just it. And again, all filler. Mm. There's so little story in this that you got to have all these filler scenes. Um, like you get a whole little section where. Um, they can't launch the rocket. Something's something might be wrong. No, it's all right. Hmm. And it's purely to fill up another couple of minutes of screen time. Um, well, I, we, I yeah, we, I was going to say we also get another scene where they steal a man's brain scan. It, it again, we've got this unethical, you yeah. know, um, examining of a person's mind without their consent. I yeah. thought we would get a fearless Foley moment. They've got to get some sort of thing to get him, but no, they just go along while he's asleep. While he's asleep and steal he, his mind because yeah. he's he's injured, isn't he? He's he's been injured in the rocket crash, and it's like was he underneath it? What was he on the rocket? What's going on? And yeah, they take it while he's asleep, and there's still mm. this pretense of. Uh, no one can know it's actually Joe. Why are they still using Joe? I don't know. Because they clear the area, don't they? Yeah. Uh, no one's allowed near the gantry while Joe gets on board. Um, you say about Mac. Mac actually acknowledges it's getting pretty tense, you know, as the countdown yeah, gets closer. That All the talk is about the yeah. two men. No one is yeah. saying Joe could blow up in a minute. They don't care. Yeah. Where's the, where's the tension of the other rocket malfunctioned and blew up? Where, where's the tension of bump, bump, bump? Will it launch? Joe's in trouble. Yeah, no one cares. It's all. Uh, they'll they'll be unconscious by now. Well, you probably should have thought of that before. Um, it's 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 not very. Um, it doesn't make the audience care about Joe, does it? No. If the puppets don't care about him, and we don't care about him, that's the yeah. that that's the flaw of this show. But it, it, it's nice model work, you know, the launch. I do wonder if a, a little boy like that, when he's strapped into the chair like that, can actually reach all the controls with his little short arms. I doubt it. Um, no. Also, just even without his um, 
augmented brain cells. The the stresses on a rocket launch, they wouldn't let us go up there. No. We wouldn't survive it. You've got to be tip top fit, uh, top of your league. Um, he would die. He yeah. wouldn't survive the launch. Um, it, yeah, and even like you say, even if he could, they should have had a scene of him reaching up to to press the thing. Oh, Dad, I can't reach the controls. Mm. Well, luckily we strapped bricks to your feet. Yeah. Again, Mac, you know, no goodbye, son. Good luck. No. Uh, or anything like that. I think he um, wants rid of him, don't he? <laughs> I, I know I want to. Yeah. Um, but we do get nice model shots of, of the capsule in space, all these various separations yeah. and that. The, the but... model work is great. That's, yeah. you know, that's the only reason to watch this episode. You joked last time. And it's like, it's absolutely true. There's some nice model work. But is that enough to to make you sit through 25 minutes. Well, that's why I've, I decided to get it on Blu-ray because I thought, yeah. well, at least the model work will be good. But but yeah, good model work does not make an interesting story. No. You know? Um, and we get more model work because the men have passed out um, and can't help with yeah. the docking. So Joe's told to abandon, but he carries on anyway. Um, really good model work. Um, especially, I, I like the way it doesn't work first time. Yeah. That's and he has to nice. have another go, which yeah. damages something, doesn't it? It damages an aerial, which means once he's dropped off the oxygen, doesn't even go in there, he just drops it off and buggers off again. Um, he's got to manually pilot the ship back through the, the atmosphere. Uh, mm. And if he's just a, a, a one degree off, he'll bounce off and launch into the sun. Oh, no, he did it. It's all right. Yeah. You'd never see him. I, I want to see this little boy get yeah. in the space station and, and carry these two men. Into yeah. his capsule. Well, we literally don't see him do anything. No. He sat in the, the rocket thing, and you see him at the end. That's it. Yep, yep. We've got UFO music as he has yep. to uh, um, correct the angle. But then it goes on to the, you know, the jangly theme tune to Joe 90. Yep. We just see it coming down on a parachute. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, it ends with, again, more crap humour. Oh, oh, yep. would you like to have a look around? Most boys like rockets. Yeah. And Joe's ho, an absolute ho. plank of wood as a character, isn't he? Well, that's the as I say, yeah, that's the flaw of this flaw. show is is you don't like the character, yeah. you don't find him interesting. No kid watching this in the sixties is going, ah, oh, I wish I was Joe, because normally you're as a kid you're thinking, when I grow up, I want to be Captain Scarlet. I want to be Captain Kirk. I want to yeah. be Tony Curtis. Exactly. Yeah. Any no number going, of people. I want to be a nine-year-old SWAT. <laughs> I want to be a plank of wood. Um, yeah, this was, I think this so far is, this has been the dullest episode of anything we've watched so far. Even Tellerhawks, so... you, you can enjoy because it's shit. Yeah. This, I was like, it was so bland. I was sat watching it going, this is, i got no feelings on this. No. This is it's so bland, bad. we don't actually have a villain either, no. do we? No, no villain, other than shoddy workmanship. I don't know, yeah. That's why How do you make a rocket launch boring. Actually, well, um, wait till you see some more episodes of Ambassadors of Death. Ambassadors of Death. Out. Okay. But I don't know. Perhaps this. Perhaps we're viewing it with a bit of a you know jaundiced amount of time where we've we've got used to space travel and space launch. Perhaps perhaps the novelty of a space launch was enough for this for people that sat at home. Well, to maybe go, oh, this is exciting. 
Well, the space race was on and man yeah. hadn't landed on the moon yet. So maybe, maybe. Uh, on behind the scenes. Now, behind the scenes, one of the um, Jerry Anderson like Wikipedia pages says that one of the technicians that we see in this is Captain yeah. Grey from Captain Scarlet, right? Oh, right. Okay. But I've got the Century 21 complete puppet catalogue, and there's no mention of that. But what I have got is um, um, the guy, what's his name? Dr. Nagel, the guy with the wonky eye, you yeah. know, is in, in, in the command control yeah. thing. He's got a whiff of the captains about him, hasn't he? Yeah, he is Puppet 17, right. all right? And it says he was first seen as General Cope in Captain Scarlet's Point seven eight three, right. and later as Doctor Turner in Operation Time, for his next two appearances he would remain silent but still make a memorable impression. First as President James Henderson in Codename Europa, followed by a, a Mistron agent in the Inquisition. All right, okay. um, the puppet later appeared in Joe Ninety as Carlson in Three's a Crowd, and finally as Doctor Nagel in Most Special Astronaut. So we're going to see him see another him five times. Yeah. We, we do get a recurring eye. Captain Scarlet in the fact that the spacesuits are Captain Scarlet's. Yes, yeah, yeah. Just you missed that last yeah, time, I did, but yeah. it, it, here like, they hey, are. Here. Yeah. So, um, death tally. We have a death tally yeah. of one, yep. um, which boosts Joe Ninety up to four hundred and fifty-seven. <laughs> He's still second place. Yeah, that's mental. Isn't it? Joe Joe Ninety. Uh, yeah, we have no adversary this time. No. It's too early to talk about any of the heroes. So our, our voting this time has got to be the uh, the Triton OC2 rocket. Okay. The rocket that Joe travels in, you know, be it in its full form or its little capsule thing. What do you give it out of 10? Um, well, I, I still wonder if this is the same body from Captain Scarlet with mm. a different end bit on it. Um but no, it, look, it looks great, as all the Anderson Rocket stuff looks good. So um, I'll, I'll give it a solid seven. I think it looks no. good. It's a good rocket. I have, I have that written down here. So that puts it in a launch bay or whatever, garage or whatever, yeah. uh, with the fire flash from oh, right, Thunderbirds. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I don't Which think we're ever going nice. to get to the point where we're disappointed by the hardware, are we, in Anderson stuff? No, no. Other than and, Yeah. And with that, we're done. With yeah, in less well. than twenty minutes, we are finished. This this episode is less running time than the actual show. That never happens. Yeah, that never happens. But it it literally is. There's no story to this. No, as I say, you, like, he goes you, up you in a rocket. Up, he yeah. comes back down. Yeah, <laughs> and that is that. Yeah, no tension whatsoever. Um, no action. Everything's really, really meh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is very meh. All right, but we move on. We're moving on. Yes. We've gone past Joe. Now, normally, uh, we announce our next uh, thing uh, from UFO. We do, yes. yeah. That ain't happening, is it? It isn't, no. Um, yeah, we, we've got a, a slight change to the running order uh, for a very good reason. Yes, it's to facilitate our very first interview. Yes. We have somebody who is associated with UFO that... Ian and I are going to be talking to in a couple of weeks' time, but that means we won't have talk, spoken to that person before we talk no. about the episode that that person 
is going to be talking about. So, yes. so we're, for one time only, unless this sort of thing happens again, yeah. we're flipping it. So, 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 so for one time only, next time it's Space 1999, then UFO, because then yes. that allows us to, 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 to interview together, that together. person, yep. discuss it, think about it, and then can refer to that when we actually talk about that episode yes. of UFO. All right. Which so I think makes sense. It's worth holding off. Yes. So uh, the next Space 1999 was mine. Yep. It's my choice. So I'm announcing it. And the one I've chosen. Not season two, is it? Is season two. <laughs> <laughs> you knew by that pause what was coming then, didn't you? Now, and the reason I've chosen, I think we can't just do season ones because then we'll no, just be end no, up with all right. season yeah. twos all in a row, wouldn't yeah. we? No, so, it's about, about time we... And it might change my mind on it. I might suddenly remember and go, ah, oh, I loved this as a kid. Right. Well, the one I've chosen, I've chosen because I'm word perfect on it. Oh, right? okay. And, and I know now why. Because towards the end of season one of Blake Seven, yeah. I had conned on to the fact that, um, you know, I could push my, my portable tape recorder put his microphone next to the speaker and I can record on audio Blake seven. And this story I've chosen, I am word perfect on because at exactly that time on Sunday morning, space 1999 was getting a repeat. So I was recording space 1999 and this one, for some reason I played over and over and over again. So I am word perfect on this one. Okay. that's not much of a clue for you. I was going to say, because uh, were you word perfect and playing it over and over again because you loved it? Or... No, because I don't, I only had a few episodes right. of Space 1999. I, th- I think I came into it and worked it out quite late in the day. And I've, I only had about like three or four, and they're all season twos. Right. Okay. But, but this one and another one um, are the two that I used to play the most. Right. Okay. Um, um, let's give you a clue. Um, it's it's Maya heavy, so okay. there'll be a lot of Maya talk. Is it the Beta Cloud? Nope, oh. it's not the Beta Cloud. Because that would be a terrible one to listen to. Yeah. Smash, crash, bang. Oh. I um, quite like this story. I okay. I, I must say, and, and and watching it on Blu-ray, it's glorious. You know the Keith Wilson designs and the colours and everything. I'd obviously forgotten that when yeah. I was listening to my C90 cassette, but it it's very. Uh, uh, Maya Heavy, we get more backstory on the Psychons. Oh, okay. So it's not it's not the first one. Um, no. Uh, I didn't know we, we revisited her history. We um, do, because we find another Psychon. Oh, I don't, I don't know this one. I don't know you... about season two, to be fair. But All right. Listener, have you got it? One more clue. It's a one-word title, and it begins with D. One word title begin with D. Uh, no, no idea. All right, it is Dorzak. Dorzak. Okay, is that? Isn't there someone famous in it? Is it uh, the guy who plays Dorzak? I know from so many things, like you know. Is it Anthony uh, Valentine or something? No, 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 no. He, he was always villains in Special Branch and stuff like right. that. Uh, but he's a good heavy. We've got some really nice uh, model work to discuss. It's got a very big green Martin Bauer um, spaceship. Um, yeah, we've got yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, I, I I really like this one. 
All oh, right. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it's um. Oh, what was his name? I'm I'm looking at the actor now. Yeah, he always plays the heavier bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You wouldn't you wouldn't mess with him if you saw him down the East End. You know. No, no, definitely you would. Uh... He's got a touch of the old Bob Hoskins always, about yeah, him. Yeah, he always played the sort of the East End. I'm just trying to find his name. Um... I haven't done any research for it yet. I, I watched it the other day, and it's like, I really like this story. Oh, Richard Lepalmentier is in it. He's one of your uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back guys, isn't he? Yep, yep. Uh, that's interesting. It's not listing that particular character on Internet Movie Database, which is a bit of a... What, what the title character yeah. isn't being listed? Not being listed. Uh, let's have a look, see if this one gives me a better one. Okay, so let's have a look. We've, We've got, got some interesting costumes for you to discuss. We've got interesting model work. Oh, okay. The, that's why I didn't. The, I didn't. I thought it was someone famous. It's an actor called Lee Montague. Yeah. So I don't know his name, but yeah, he's been in everything. everything yeah, yeah. I reckon he'll have a high ITC tally. Yeah, he's in Special Branch yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so so yeah, our first visit to uh, season two towards the end of season two. It's 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 quite a late yeah. one. Um, I think it's a oh, bit I'm... too early to start slagging off Tony Vadashi, but we yeah. might do. We might do. This actually, I'm I'm glad you did a season two because I I wouldn't voluntarily go and rewatch season two or even watch it because I've never I don't even think I've I think I've cracked open the the Blu-rays because. Didn't we cover Metamorph or something? We did something, didn't we? No, it was um, it was two. the one set on um, rules of Luton. Oh, do you remember? Was, yeah. Yes, for the, effectively the, the spe trees, speaking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I look forward to that. I'll sit and watch that one. See what it's like. Yeah, well, th see, this is the, the the good thing about doing this podcast. It, it gets you to watch things that you wouldn't normally choose exactly, to watch. Yeah. You know. Well, like at the moment, I'm I'm a. I've just watched most of this morning um, a Hammer film I'd never seen before, starring Ollie Reed. So yeah, that's our recording yeah. next week, yeah, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah, yeah. It might be like Fury Road. Do you remember when you watched first watch Fury Road? You 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 dismissed it. You didn't like it, but after we we had multiple yeah. returns to it, you you reevaluated it. Yeah. So I thought, I thought you never know. Happen. God forbid it might happen for season two, Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. I doubt it. But, doubt it. Yeah, I but, doubt it. But. <laughs> but again, same as today with Joe Ninety. At least you've got some nice model work to look at. Yes. You know? Yeah. Well, All right. In Space 1999, at least you've got the cast and the model work to look at. Yeah. So even if the yeah. store is rubbish. Yeah. 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 All right. So that's what we're up to in two weeks. All right. Excellent. Good stuff. Okay. Thanks then, Ian. Thanks nice then, one. listener. Thanks right. then. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.